Hello and welcome to episode 149 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. You always smile when I do the opening line. It's like it's like coming home, Al, isn't it, when we say those opening words? I always smile all the time, although I'm a grumpy so-and-so. I'm a very smiley, cheery grumpy so-and-so. And yes, there's something very magical about hearing you opening the show. It's just, it sends a nice warm... Tingly feeling down my spine. The only less warm thing is that we have no Anton this week, which is very sad. Uh, but he will be back on the show for the next episode, which we're probably going to be recording at the start of next week. We just had a whole debate about this week versus last week. And essentially what we figured out is that we usually rec- record the show at the very, very peak of the previous week. So we normally record it at s- not the p- the peak as in the top, not the peak <laughs> as in the best part of the week. See, I've picked another word that's confusing. So oh, we, record it, we record it on a Sunday night normally, which technically is last week. However, it's always out the next week, which is the Monday or the Tuesday. Sometimes if I'm really fast, I will get it out on a Sunday night, but that's like, what, 10 minutes before the end of that week. So, so that's this- basically time traveling and putting the episode out in advance. Like, not yes. even in the future, but in the past future, future past? Uh, yeah, it's messy. This is becoming Inception very, very quickly. Actually, it's becoming like Star Trek and the way things are with Star Trek at the moment with all the different sort of timelines. That's a worlds. whole other last call. We need to get <laughs> into that. last call, definitely. Also, our last call is the uh, the Apple uh, event which happened, but we're not going to talk about that because it's too much. We'll just get sidetracked so, so far from what we're trying to do. So we are on this week's episode. We haven't missed one. It's just Wednesday when we're recording, so we're a bit later than normal. However, it is good to be here. We're going to get into what we've been playing, but before we do that, we've got a couple of reviews, which I don't think we've uh, read out yet so thank you so much for the reviews they make a huge difference to our rankings and the best way to review us is to head to apple podcasts and if you get onto the apple podcast app then you can leave us a review there we've got 87 ratings we've got 86 five stars and one three star <laughs> which not that i'm bitter about the three star but it was um do you remember the reason because i do I was like, was there not a four star in there? Because they dropped a star because didn't because I ranted too much. No, that's the three star. Oh, that's that the three, three star. star. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. That, yeah. that's my, still to my day, this day, one of my favourite <laughs> reviews. It makes me so amused and happy. I just love the fact it's the only outlier. But anyway, if you would like to leave a review, please do. It's really helpful. We do this show because we love doing this show. Uh, a huge thanks to all the other people in the team as well, by the way. We don't thank them enough, but all the people that are doing the reviews on YouTube and the people that are helping us behind the scenes and our Patreons. A huge thank you to all of them. Uh, we've had two new reviews. The first one is from Stickboy, who said, pretty epic. And then the quote is, I'm sure you can agree. Succinct. To the point, accurate. I like it. It is. I, I'm not sure. I have a. I know you don't think we've read. It. I, I have a feeling we did, but it doesn't matter because it's so good. If we have done it, we've done it twice, and if not, at least we've read it out. So that's fine. Can I just go on the record and say I'm not stick boy. I mean, I am a man <laughs> and I look like a stick, but that is not my review. I did not go on and review us. I mean, I, I would have easily thought that it, it might have been you, but that's that's you said it, not me. So that's fine. Uh, next up to Gin Oliver or Gin Oliver G I N N Gin. We'll go with Gin. It's yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, thank you so much. The heading is amazing and the review says, it's so relieving to find a podcast without American hosts. The accents put my British mind at rest. Hope they keep it up. Highly recommended. We will keep it up. Absolutely. Uh, the American hosts, I mean, we got it. I feel a bit bad for our American friends. I like a lot of American um, TV and a lot of American sort of shows and things. 
But I guess it's funny because I also, when I listen to some of our friends across the ponds podcasts, sometimes I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I I see where they're coming from. Put it that way. Yeah, actually, weirdly, I'm with you. I'm so used to it on TV that I almost kind of get taken aback when you hear British voices on TV. But on podcasts, when you just hear the voice, American accents just sound odd. I don't. Yeah. I can't place my finger on why. So I completely get where they're coming from. And uh, yeah, we'll carry on speaking without doing stupid, silly accents, or we'll try not to. I mean, I do them a lot in real life. I try my best to not to do them in podcasts where I could get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, yeah. Look, it. We love we love anyone that's talking about Nintendo is all right in our book. So you know, check out some other podcasts, but make sure you check out ours first and foremost. That is always the way to go. If you want to check out more, nsukp.co.uk. If you want to come and join us and support the podcast uh, by contributing and becoming one of our Patreons, then you can do that too. All the details are on the website. There's lots of great reasons to do it and we would absolutely love it if you came and joined us. We've got a great community and a big shout out to all of them, Al, as well, because it's been very busy recently. Absolutely. There's been a lot of chat going on. There's uh, excitement building for the next thing from Mug Club. Uh, we've done two mugs, we've done a hat, and we've got we've we've already identified what our next thing is going to be. So that's kind of cool. Uh, there's a lot of excitement for that. Um, and also, you can check us out on YouTube. I mean, we have a burgeoning YouTube channel where we're constantly adding new content thanks to, well, the, the entire team. We've got a review from Emily of Jar- uh, G. Darius, um, and Louise has just very recently posted one for Quest for Infamy, which is well worth checking out, and has had quite a few comments from the developers themselves. Yeah, the Twitter, we've had a lot of, um, on our Twitter feed, uh, replies and they've even retweeted our review as well that Louise did and Quest for Infamy we really love the art and the look of that game it's a small indie developer they seem really really cool really on it and the review is excellent as well made me want to go and play it looks like there's a lot of humor in the game too so go and check out the game but also check out the review of it as well so Al what have you been playing since we last spoke or since you were last on the podcast I should say well I might surprise you by saying I haven't played Mario Golf Instead, I've played two demos, and it's probably not going to be a huge guess what those two demos were. So Um, I tried... Have a guess. Have a guess and see if you can guess what they both were. It's going to be Kirby. Yep. And I don't know what other demo, because I can't think what other ones have been out that... Go on, tell me. What's the other one? Something obvious. Triangle Strategy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. I give it a bash. Uh, eh. (laughs) Okay, so Triangle Strategy is... It has potential... It's very, very dialogue-heavy so far, and the combat system... You you do a fight very early in the game, and that fight goes on for ages. And I'm going to go, if this is how long it's going to take me to do every battle in this game, I can't be bothered. I'm going to stick with it. I've not played it that long. I'm going to try it, see if it gets more interesting, see if it grips me. It has a lot of potential, but I'm sitting on the fence thus far. However, my opinions on Kirby are wildly different. Kirby is wonderful. I'm so smitten, and everyone in our Discord appears to feel exactly the same way. We are all going pre-ordering it, left, right, and centre. It is so good. Have you played it, Mike? I have, and... Oh, awkward. Um, (laughs) Now, it's going to be Game of the Year. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Everything about it is brilliant from the moment it starts, from the moment that you open up, like the original trailer showed us, when you come into the world properly after kind of a minute or two. It's just... It's wonderful. The mechanics are great. Everything about it feels feels really thought out and really... It reminds me of something between um, maybe Mario Odyssey, but 
crossed with Luigi's Mansion kind of in terms of some of the mechanics and things um but not Intriguing. in terms of not in terms of the not in terms of the world obviously it's got that you're open saying because you suck something in Luigi you suck with a vacuum and in Kirby you suck with your face yeah that's basically what you're saying pretty much pretty much that's it yeah and I just suck, it is it so. is so good it's what I like about it most is it's taking the core of Kirby it's taking what makes a Kirby, Kirby game feel like Kirby and translated it beautifully into this 3d environment it's not it's not sort of open world linear 3d it's just it's a proper 3d platformer you get led exactly where you're going to go there's no ambiguity about what you're supposed to do it just it works so well the combat system is intuitive it's the graphics are beautiful i did have one small niggle which i've overcome and that was actually the controls the buttons are all around the wrong way but mm. in the settings, there's a there's a there's two options. You can have uh, controller setup A or controller setup B. And as soon as you put it to B, it's like, yeah, this makes a lot more sense. I don't know why it's not the default, because it's more in keeping with traditional Nintendo controls. But hey, I'm happy you can change them. It's fine. It's oh yeah, I'm I'm so happy with this game, and I suspect I'm not alone. No, I think it's going to be huge. I, I really, really am amazed at how well the game plays and it's better than i expected i was i was all ready to be disappointed because uh, there was so much hype around it and i was really hyped for it as well um but if anything it's actually been better than i expected it would be so i'm absolutely not on the fence about that one going to be buying that one um have you played anything else or are those those the two main things no i think those two demos are pretty much the only things i've played this week off the top of my head okay Mm, a bit of mario party because you know so I'm obsessed with that now yeah, yeah that's very good um okay a couple of things i've played on top of those uh on that on top of the demo i played uh very interesting one this one someone in the patreon uh one of our patreons someone in the discord and i both decided because balan wonderworld was on sale physical for about eight pounds fifty delivered we both said i'll buy it if you do Okay, let's do it. So we both did it. Now you guys are idiots. I mean, the entire Discord sat back and laughed at you when you did this. Except, I feel like we might be the ones that are laughing now because um, I've only played up until kind of the second world. So I've because babies and life, I haven't had as much time to play as uh, I would like. However, JB has played uh, a lot more, and he's given me a kind of pseudo review. So I'm going to read you this, and I actually concur so far with everything he's saying. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> so right, he said, hit me. "Okay, he says I'm about done with Balan. Got to the final boss, but struggling to beat him, and it's taken up a bit of time." That said, I think it's a great game that I'd recommend. It has a few annoying bits, like no back buttons and menus. That's true. That is really weird. Uh, the lack of dialogue does make it feel like they just didn't finish it. Anyone could really go in on this game, but I think it's a good twenty-five to thirty-pound game, and for what we paid, I think it's been outstanding. Graphically beautiful. The music is great, even if it is a bit too repetitive. I think if you take it as it is, rather than looking for what's wrong or missing, it's worth missing. It's worth buying. People who enjoyed a hat and time in the group should definitely give it a go so i did ask him if i could read that out and um i generally concur i would say i would i would temper the price range i would say if you get it sub 20 pounds you're getting a pretty decent game there's a couple of weird niggles that in order to progress for example you need to collect a certain amount of trophies which is slightly annoying for people like me who don't like replaying stuff it's slightly it's a bit of a niggle but the world is nice and the way it plays it's hard to explain without having played it, but there's a lot of really interesting characters and really cool kind of um, things that you can do that I didn't really give it credit for. I think the annoying thing for me is graphically, yes, I think it had the potential to be stunning, and I think they have fallen short in that. That's the only thing I would disagree. I think sometimes 
there's you can see they've gone a lot in with the art and the art the, the kind of what they've done with it the design is good but the way they've done it still feels like they've done a really pretty ps2 game that's the way it looks to me and that's a real shame um, it's funny you should say that because when i was renting your house a couple of weeks ago and we had sort of games night you were upstairs dealing with children i turned off that game to put on a different one with your permission i have to say and so i've seen about i don't know three or four seconds of that game and i looked at it and went "Ooh, that's really ugly but that's if you compare it, compare it with something modern like uh, Mario Odyssey, for example, which should be a direct comparison. They are both the similar kind of games, it, but it just looked ugly. Saying it looks like a really pretty PS2 game, absolutely. So actually, maybe ugly is the wrong word. It looks of an era, and per, you could be generous and say it was particularly stylized that way. That was that was my only sort of two or three seconds of looking at the game going, ooh, don't like that. But you basically, do you think it just got panned because the expectation for the game was so high coming from where it was, rather than actually the game being judged on the game itself? I think a combination. I think the it was judged on the game falling short of expectations massively. Definitely the case. But I also think half the reason that it fell short of expectations was that they put it out when it was a buggy mess. And I think there were a lot of problems. There's been a patch, which is essential. Um, and I think that the game itself is a in a better state than it was when it was launched, which doesn't help things. And I think it's also because Square Enix are involved. You think standard's going to be up here. There's just lots of things about it that I think did fall short. But I think if you go into it blind and you're just looking for a decent, fun game that's kind of platformy, but lets you play it in your own way, it's not... I think that's the one thing that confuses people. You can play it in different kind of ways, like the way you get to where you want to be is quite open and there's different ways your characters can do different things. And um, It's a little open for some people, perhaps, and not maybe as defined as they would like, and I think that confused people too. But to be honest, I think I would say if you get it under £20 physical, I actually think it's a pretty good time. If you get it under a tenner like we did... It's it's great. I mean, you definitely get a good 20, 25 hours out of it if you want that. Um, I will play through it. Uh, I haven't. The other game that I played this uh, last couple of days, uh, I have played a couple of games actually, but the other one that I've played, picked up last couple of days is actually GTA Vice City because they've done the patch. They've finally patched uh, yeah, it. Yeah, another one. It's like, yeah. I think it's patch number two they released. Yes, this is, but this is the patch. This is the patch. No. No, nah, this patch is minor. This patch is pretty much... I look through the list of what they're fixing, and it's just teeny tiny little wee things. Okay. The biggest thing was some of the collision systems, but... Eh. Re- regardless, I'm telling you, because I've watched now about five analysis videos on this patch and the difference between this patch and the and the previous ones and then the initial um, opening one, whatever's on that list, I'm telling you that frame rate is steady. They've fixed the frame rate. There's much less of the kind of like weird sort of janky stuff that suddenly makes you sort of when you're driving particularly just suddenly throw your car halfway across the street for no reason um the draw distance is much better there's a a huge improvement that was one of the things they fixed that's true uh which has made a huge difference um you the frame rate is sitting steady at 30 frames now throughout um very very few instances of any problems with that now which has made a big difference and just overall if you have seen the initial reviews and most places will give you initial reviews of gta as the the remastered trilogy of being a very very poor version of gta it's now uh, an eight, a solid eight out of ten i would say it's a solid eight out of ten in terms of the conversion and what they've done with it and the games are much better to play gta 3 is vastly improved gta vice city was 
probably in the best state out of the three initially. So it's improved, but it's not as big a jump as the other three. San Andreas is like a different game from launch. I mean, it really is a different <laughs> game. So um, I thoroughly recommend it. I really have enjoyed playing Vice City um, over the last couple of days. It's fun and it's... It's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I completed that one. And actually, weirdly, I forgot, I have actually been playing GTA 3 this week as well. So I went back and started that one. Uh, and it's... it. Yeah, I, I, I've never played it before the patches, so I've only played it post-patching. And it runs great. It runs a lot better than I was expecting it to. Uh, and I didn't really have any major issues with Vice City. I had a few issues with sort of some... You drove at a barrier that was three feet off to the left and you smashed into it in mid-air. There was an occasional little thing randomly in a car park. At one point, my head looked a bit like a disco ball for a while. But, you know, nothing that stopped me from joining the game and it didn't last long. I had no major gripes. The game worked absolutely fine for me uh, on the Switch and so far, GTA 3 is doing just as well. I've not tried San Andreas yet. I'm a bit scared trying to do that one. Yeah, I, I think now if, you're, if you've been sitting on the fence and you can get a decent deal on the physical version particularly, I think go for it. I mean, we both went digital on day one because, you know, GTA, that's our era. We grew up with those games. But um, I do think that now you're in a much better place so I would recommend it um, now certainly over where we were originally and with that it is time to move on and talk about this week's news Tell us what people want to know Okay, Camouflage have announced Republic uh, Anniversary Edition for the Nintendo Switch It's a stealth action adventure It's coming out on the 10th of March which is tomorrow Uh, What's your thoughts on this one, uh, Alistair? Um well, mixed is the answer to that. It does actually look really interesting. It's it's proper stealthy. The The world is beautiful. But what took me by surprise is the fact that this was a 10-year-old mobile game, which has now been ported, and I, don't, I presume it's been massively um, brought up to scratch, shall we say. Because when you look at the trailer, the thing's just kind of gorgeous. Uh, and I love the idea of you're sneaking around this kind of creepy mansion laboratory i don't know what's going on there but it it does look like one that's well worth checking out when it comes out it's going to be i think it's 15 dollars which is i guess is probably going to be around about the 13 14 pound mark um the original came out as sort of an episodic installment thing this has got them all combined into one big game so i'm kind of interested what about you yes yeah, similarly i think it's it suits the switch really well uh handheld i think the price is is about right for it i think i would probably wait for a sale personally i'm going to wait until i can see it kind of around the 10 pound mark before I, I bite but i do actually think uh as far as mobile ports get i think sometimes you get a bad reputation when you say oh it was a mobile game originally people sort of freak out a little bit but there's some amazing mobile games out there and this was one of them it's it's more than just a mobile game it's it's a really well crafted story so definitely worth checking out it's out tomorrow so you'll be able to see um quite a lot more of it pretty soon and definitely check out some of the online footage as well i think you'll be pleasantly surprised i hope they've done a good port i think they will have to be honest um but it is out tomorrow if you want to check it out next up pick pickpock pickpock is that what it says they've announced for it. <laughs> agent intercept for the nintendo switch go gadget car coming out on the 30th of march what's your thoughts on this one I love this. I genuinely love this. I mean, all we've really got to go on at the moment is the trailer because it's not it's not out anywhere else. It's not on any other platforms. It comes out at the same time. Um, but basically, you're just charging around in your little wee car and it just 
transforms while doing ridiculous stunts. So you go from the road into the river and it changes to a boat and then you go back to your car and then you I don't know you turn into a helicopter at some point and you've got little guns and you're trying to blow stuff up and it looks ridiculous and over the top and just action-packed. It's kind of like someone took an awesome action movie and made it a game, which is a good premise. I like the idea of this. Uh, I, I just think it looks marvellous and can't wait to get my hands on it. In fact, I'm actually tempted to see if we can get ourselves a demo code for this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we'll be fighting over it, to be honest, because it's um, it's got a very cool premise and graphically it reminds me of this hotshot arcade racing i think it is on the switch and also yeah yeah it does it's very cell shaded yeah it's kind of got that cell shaded look but it's done really well and and the the action side of it really suits that so definitely worth checking out it's coming out at the end of the month 30th of march so um check that one out if you're into your kind of action-packed car games merge have announced time on frog island for the nintendo switch it's an environmental puzzle game you quite like puzzle games al Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes, it doesn't quite work. And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative a construction off the <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely entirely check out the gaming blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now I do like puzzle games. Uh, this one, well, this one has been kicking around for a while and has been renamed, actually. So it, you, you may have previously heard of it as Trading Time A Croak's Tale, which is a bit of a naff name, and they've renamed it as Time on Frog Island, which probably does make an awful lot of sense. And I, well, I, I kind of, I like the look of this. It's very, very cute. It's an adorable thing. This the idea is basically you're a sailor that's washed up on a random island which is full of frogs and then you have to trade your way across the island in order to get your boat fixed to get back home again and on the way you learn many many characters you unfold stories you go fishing you do a whole of good stuff the kind of the usual tropes of these adventure um games but it does look like it's been quite well executed the, the art style is um it's really nice again kind of bordering on the cell shaded type but a bit fancier it sort of blends what i'm going to call cell shaded characters with um watercolor backgrounds and that's maybe not do, doing it justice. But I do think this has a lot of potential. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those games that a lot of people will miss because it's not necessarily a, a big name. And with a name change, people might miss it. But I think it's worth checking out, especially if you're a fan of um, farming games, I think, or relaxing games, something that you want to play before bed that just is enough to kind of, you know, give you some... Um, inner peace that's that kind of vibe for me which I like so I think this is going to do reasonably well again I might wait for a sale on it but I think there'll be a lot of people will be interested it just might be one that you might want to go check out I think that's a good shout I mean it is 30 quid at launch so that's probably asking a little bit too much yeah, well, this one, this next one's really interesting, and it's in-in games and strictly limited games. They've announced the Wonder Boy Anniversary Collection for the Nintendo Switch. It features the four games as the Wonder Boy Collection, but 21 different ports of those games. I know we got a press release for this just about a week ago or so, and um, I love the idea of this because 
I love collections where they go all out in terms of the ports because it's it's interesting for retro people that like their retro games to see the differences between the different ports and to find out more about what 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 made this port better than this one and so i think it is a real collector's item this one i'm not sure given that you can pick up the wonder boy games pretty cheap on sales in the eShop or even physical now and then i'm not sure what the audience reach of this is i think this is going to be a specialist one for fans of the series that said if I suddenly come into a lot of money and I decide I want to collect more Switch games, which I always do, then I probably would add it to my collection because it feels like one of those games that's only going to keep its value, is my kind of thoughts. I mean, have you looked? You will need a lot of money. Have you looked to see how much the collection's cost? No. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I knew it'd be expensive. <laughs> all right, before I tell you what they're worth, I'm going to read out <clears throat> the entire list of all the games you get included in here. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Wonder Boy International Western Arcade System 1 port. Wonder Boy Japan SG-1000 port. Super Wonder Boy Japan Master System Sega Mark III port. Wonder Boy International Western Mastered System Sega Mark III port. Revenge of Drancon Wonder Boy International Western Game Gear. Wonder Boy Japan Game Gear. Wonder Boy in Monsterland International Western Arcade System 2. <laughs> I mean, this list goes on. It's Wonder Boy in Monsterland comes in the Master System flavor and the arcade flavor. You've got Super Wonder Boy Monster World. Then there's Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap, Wonder Boy 3 the Dragon's Trap, One, uh, Monster World 2 the Master System and the Game Gear versions, Wonder Boy 3 Monster Lair the arcade version, the Mega Drive version. Uh, then there's Wonder Boy in Monster World the Master System version, Wonder Boy in Monster World Mega Drive version, Wonder Boy 5. Monster World 3 Mega Drive version Monster World 4 Mega Drive and then again there's a Japanese version and the International Western version oh my lord that's an awful lot of Wonder Boy but on top of that you get a whole lot of cool stuff with it too so for the collector's edition which is well, basically going to round up a penny and say it's 100 euros because weirdly that's what the press release has it in it comes with uh, an acrylic collector's edition box an acrylic wonder boy diorama best of soundtrack beautiful art book card game collector's coin album stickers autograph cards an enamel pin uh and there's a reversible poster in there an art book there's tons of stuff but if you're feeling really flush mike you can spend 150 quid and get all that plus a special music box character game cards like bookends for your game collection is how it's described and an extensive Wonder Boy soundtrack collection and more I mean that is a lot of Wonder Boy you have to be a real super fan to want all that stuff and to spend 150 quid buying many many ports of the same game yeah I mean it, it is the definitive collection in a lot of ways so I can see if you're a big fan why some people might go for that I think people spend a lot of money on a lot of crazy things so I, I can see that there will be an appeal for this I just don't think it's going to be a mainstream sort of big seller but it's cool I like the idea it's in a collection I think that's that's smart and I love the fact that they do have so many things so, many, so often you see these collections and it's lacking on content but at least that's not the case here it's just you this need, was chock full of it so much content you just need um, deep pockets okay Makuzai Studio have released Words with Freds for Nintendo Switch it's out now for 89 pence or free did, did you say Words with Friends or Words with Freds Freds yeah okay Freds. that's a dumb name yeah um, it's out now for 89 pence or free if you own Love Kuso or Polstario so go and check it out um, it's basically Wordle Wordle it's just basically yeah. Wordle yeah, it's Wordle. Or, or Lingo. I mean, Lingo is the TV show that that is like Wordle. So 
Is it? I didn't even know that. Lingo was on TV before kind of Wordle was a thing, to be honest. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same thing. I mean, it's, it's a popular concept and it is literally everywhere. Everybody's making copies of it. So sure, why not make a copy of it for 89p and put it on the Switch? I mean, yeah. I'm sure people buy it. And they've been clever enough to give it a stupid name like Words of Threads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're basically playing on two things there, both Wordle and Words of Threads. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, for, for people that are doing Wordle every day and are fed up with one a day, it's a way to play it that, you know, you can play it on the go and play it as long as you like, but it's the same kind of concept. So go and check it out. 89 pence if you're a fan. Now, due to ongoing world events, the Pokemon company have chosen to, um, uh, the most recent Pokemon Presents, they chose to under-promote. Is that what they've what this should say? It says under the promote, but I'm assuming under-promote. Yeah, to under-promote. Give, they, given what's going on. That's it. They, they put out a press release um, recently that basically said, look, we had this this big launch due for um, Pokemon Violet and oh, whatever the colour was that's gone out of my head. Um, but they, they want to do this big splash. But then obviously things happened in the world which are less than less than good. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and they thought, yeah, we, we don't really want to be making a big splash about trying to sell Pokemon stuff. That feels wrong. But unfortunately that all kicked off like the day before the event so they'd already published it they already said it was going to be happening so yeah. they decided to go ahead have a relatively low-key event instead and just kind of cancel all the peripheral promoting yeah. promotion and stuff that went over there which i think is very sensitive of yeah absolutely and uh advanced wars one and two today there was an announcement that uh they will be delaying the release of that game given the content of the game as well and given the the timing of it which again i think credit to the team that made that decision it's not always easy because nobody wants people not to be making money from a product at any time because you know it's how people make their living after all but at the moment things are there are there are bigger things happening so i think it's a sensible decision as well and actually in the same vein the russian e-shop's been temporarily placed into maintenance mode as well in other words you basically can't access it from russia at the moment yeah it's yeah it's not not great times from that point of view and i'm sure we'll see more of these stories over the next few weeks next up Ezio Auditore de Firenze from Assassin's Creed has joined Fortnite in other words Ezio <laughs> because nobody says his full name apart from Anton who's written down his full name for us so I'm so glad that you got to read that out because at one point I thought I was going to do this show with Anton without you and I was looking at this going I'm going to have to read that name out how on earth do you say that full name I don't want to do it Ezio Auditore de Firenze I don't know if that's anything like it, but it's uh, it's cool. It's Ezio and Fortnite. So Fortnite do this, and Ezio is a is a kind of the iconic Assassin's Creed character. I still haven't started my um, Ezio collection. I haven't played much Switch really, as much as I sound like I have. I actually haven't played that much. Just it's been there's been a lot that's of babies. because you have two very small people in the house. So yeah. also, and I'm not even including you in there. Are you? Exactly. Because you're all very, you're all shorter than I am. We're to all be fair, everyone's shorter than I am. I know, tell us what the weather's like up there, Al. You know, that's kind of the usual thing. Um, but yeah, the also the other point of that as well is that I should hopefully get my broadband tomorrow. So I still don't have broadband, which means that <laughs> downloading anything has been very slow. So look out for a download fest tomorrow. I'll be downloading every game ever, although I already have. Next up, FIFA 23 crossplay feature won't support Nintendo Switch. I don't even want to talk about this because I now have FIFA 22 on the Xbox Series S and I'm perfectly happy with that because... I'm fed up with EA and their lack of respect for the Switch. So I don't want to talk about it. Um, let's move we on. We need to talk about it. We need to drag this this into the light. We need to make EA stop treating the Switch this way. Mm, I mean, you, you know me. I, I don't have any 
interest at all in the FIFA games. I really don't give a monkey's whether they are on the Switch, not on the Switch, don't care. But from the platform point of view, they need to be on the Switch and they need to be given the care and due attention that that any game on the Switch should be in. EA is... I mean, the Switch is a huge platform. It is an enormous platform. It has outsold the Wii. Why are they treating us this way still? We don't even have the Madden games. Um, We don't have the NHL games, all of which are huge franchises for EA. Um, and we don't but have what are they them. doing? Why is somebody needs to go and give them a good slap? Well, frankly, I mean, I don't necessarily condone violence, but in this case, I think it's justified. Yeah, I mean, at least maybe like a last-minute two-footed challenge to make it FIFA-related would be fine. You know, get. I don't know off. what that means. Just, just kick them. Basically, next up, Digimon Survive uh, has a new trailer. However, the developers have shared as for the release date information, it is expected to take a little longer as we're still adjusting it internally. So. Again, we talk about this a lot and a lot of people get pretty upset when things are delayed without a sort of full explanation. But for us, I think delays are always a good thing if it means the quality at the end is improved because we've seen too many rush jobs. Balan Wonderworld, I'm looking at you. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Remastered, I'm looking at you. So I think if they are going to take some time while they adjust things internally, um, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we we say this every single time a delay comes up. We would much rather they did that than rush out a rubbish product. I mean, we should probably just get this made into like a, a sign is hold the sign up every time it happens. Now, that works for us because we can see each other. Yeah, it Being really a podcast, it's maybe not so good for the listeners, but yeah. we can just go, we're holding up the sign. Done. That says, stop it. Just take your time. It's all no, good. no, stop yeah, re- just carry on. Just stop. Don't, don't, don't release it. Just stop releasing stuff last, when it's not ready. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online has a new feature. What is the new feature, Al? Uh, well, it's got it's got a few actually. The the uh, new switch uh, online has finally brought in rewards, sort of, kind of. I mean, it's not it's not rewards in the way like achievements are, but you can get rewards for doing stuff online. So they, they basically they will give you goals, uh, and if you go and sort of complete these, run that race, jump this tight, whatever it is you're doing in the games, you get you basically get rewarded with platinum points, which you can then spend on stuff, which is. Quite a nifty little thing. Kind of came out of nowhere. I can't say I was expecting it. I also can't say I was asking for it. I don't know if anyone else was asking for this. We kind of wanted achievements, but the Nintendo Switch Online rewards is probably about as close as I think we're going to get anytime soon. Are you psyched about this? Um, I think it's cool. I think it's good. I just feel it's it's all a bit late and a bit not... Um a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, that. Yeah, basically, that's exactly what it is, and and uh, it's cool. I think it's definitely a good thing, um, but uh, I just don't know if it's quite the right time in ter- terms of we probably should have seen this three years ago. But you know, great, it's cool, and I'm not complaining one bit. Next up, Yutsu Koshiro, composer of Streets of Rage Four, uh, will be producing the OST for Mina the Hollower. So I don't know much about this, but you can obviously going to be doing the soundtrack, which is awesome. Great composer, Streets of Rage Four. Me and you played through it, and it's it's a good game. So the music in the in the soundtrack was great. Yeah, and Mina the Hollower. That's the follow up to Shovel Knight. So it's a it's a big deal. Uh, and the music in Streets of Rage. To be honest, I don't really remember it but that's a good thing it wasn't standing out as being bad it just it just fitted the game perfectly and that's really kind of what you want video game music to do is to fit the game perfectly and not be jarring and there's very very few soundtracks I can think of that really stand out in my brain Mario the original Mario theme being one of them most other games I would struggle to kind of hum the tune from Mario and Mario 2 on the NES they're the songs that get stuck in my brain and Zelda I guess that gets 
stuck in the brain on a regular basis too. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of psyched about this. I'm fascinated to see what they come up with. Yeah, I think I think it'll be uh, certainly interesting, and I think that definitely in terms of the the music, it's in safe hands. So that's definitely a good thing. Now, update six point six six is now available as a free update for Doom Eternal on the Nintendo Switch. It includes Horde Mode, Battle Mode two point two new arenas, new earnable cosmetics, new playable Demon Dread Knight, as well as three new master levels: Taras Nabad, Mars Core, and this, then the World Spear. Honestly, the amount of Doom content, if you were just a Doom fan, you would just buy a Switch just for your Doom stuff because there's so much Doom stuff. It comes thick and fast, doesn't it? It's almost like the end of the world and uh, demon slaying is something that people are interested in. I just love the fact that they nicknamed this update 6.6.6 or 6.66. They've got a great sense of humour. Go to hell, 666. Love it. (laughs) But it's kind of cool to bring all these modes in. um, I think... We kind of knew some of these were out on previous Doom modes. I mean, they just brought out Horde mode on, I think, the original Doom from memory. Uh, and now they're applying a whole lot of extra modes to Doom Eternal. Great. Keep it coming. Yeah, absolutely. The more the better, really. Uh, next up, the Nintendo Switch has a birthday and it, the Nintendo Switch is now five years old. Can you believe it, Alistair? Five years. Does that mean we've been doing this podcast for about five years? That can't be right. No. No, 2017. You're right, it is. We started this in, what, 2018, I feel? January 2018, I think we did our first episode, perhaps. Yeah, I think it was 2018, our first one, because it's three, and maybe 2019, it's three years. Um, must be, oh. Do you know well, what? To be I fair, the Switch was out know. for a good six months before I got my one, actually, so that probably sounds about right. But yeah, oh, wow, that's been a fast five years. And supposedly we're only halfway through the console's life cycle. So that's still quite exciting. Fascinated to see what the next five years brings. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, next up, Omori is getting a physical edition by Fangamer. Uh, cool, more physicals the better. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Omori was, uh, it was a weird game, wasn't it? It was one of these sort of indie... I'm going to say it was a horror, but it has all the sort of hand-drawn art. It's all kind of very yeah. pencil-y, arty stuff and just confused the heck out of me when it got released. But it was generally overwhelmingly well-reviewed, so the fact we're getting this as a physical game release is, is great. I think it's going to be $35 coming on the 17th of June, so I don't know what that's going to translate on our side of the, the pond, but probably one to scoop up. I suspect this might become one of these ones that fans and collectors seek in future yeah. years. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept, that game. And 2020 it came out, so it's not that old. So it's kind of cool that it's getting a physical edition. There's obviously been enough of a buzz around it for them to to get on board with that. So that is that is quite cool. Uh, the NVIDIA has been hacked and research has found the... <laughs> the NVIDIA! The yes. NVIDIA. Sorry, the NVIDIA. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't come out right at all. <laughs> That's what happens when I read two things at once. NVIDIA has been hacked in research has found NVIN2, which seems to be the graphics API for the Switch Pro based on Ampere with ray tracing support and DLSS 2.2. Even more evidence that a delayed Switch Pro uh, is happening and not a next-gen platform. It's interesting because I've seen a lot about this over the last week in terms of the rumours on uh, online. And I'm in two minds about whether that is there as a sort of we could have gone that way, but things changed because of the way the world worked and the silicon shortage and all that stuff. And actually, we might still be getting a, uh, a new next-gen platform anyway. Or 
Am I, is it just that we're getting a Switch Pro because ray tracing support and things like that would suggest that that's what they're doing? I don't know. I just don't know. We've been here before so many times. We could You could look at it in so many different ways, Al. You could. I mean, this is really where we need Anton because Anton is the man that tends to weigh in when it really comes down to the, the technical gubbins and the way these things all work. But I mean, my and we, we had a couple of leaks I'm going to say it was a couple, two or three weeks ago, where we were talking about, I forget whose chip manufacturing it was. It wasn't NVIDIA's, it was the their competitors, whoever got right in my brain. My brain's not working. But yeah, so everybody and their dog, by the look, has been working on a, on a chip for the Switch, potentially. So actually, these rumours, they don't really mean anything. It just means that they've investigated something and they may have done some designs and Nintendo might have commissioned it. But we have no idea what Nintendo has actually done and what they're going to do because it's Nintendo and they just do the weirdest things. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out of the gate and went, oh yes, we've made our own chips internally now uh, and here it is. It's amazing. Sort of apple styly. Who knows what's going to happen? But I do like it when we get these little these little nuggets and crumbs coming out and if we got ray tracing um and the uh well the advanced uh upscaling that would be really really cool it would be nice to get 4k uh upscaling from the switch but whether that is ever destined for a switch pro or a super switch or whatever you want to call it i really hope it's called a super switch by the way then uh <laughs> yeah it remains to be seen it's it's up in the air and you could frankly guess whatever you want and be just as accurate as trying to read into the rumors that come out super nintendo switch that could be good that could be the one i think it's awesome i want one of them um the Miis have joined the race in mario kart tour have you played it since you've now got me your me in there i have i've got my my me of me racing around in it that. I tried it for the first time today actually it just launched today actually is the first day that update kicked in sure. uh, which is the 9th of March and yes you can now race around as, as you in little racing suits and instead of having to get all the extra characters you can get extra suits for your me so it's a genius uh, ploy from Nintendo to just you know make you spend more money if you're that way inclined but if I'm being less cynical it's just nice having it in and it just incorporates more Nintendo's ecosystem into their little mobile gaming so I'm enjoying it yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's very cool, and I think it's a nice little addition for sure. By the way, just a reminder: Kirby in the Forgotten Land has a demo. We may have mentioned it at length at the start of the show, but go and play it. You will be pleasantly surprised, and it will leave you wanting for more. Nintendo are taking down YouTube videos which show the Yuzu and Dolphin emulators because they are the emulators for the Switch and the GameCube and Wii uh, running on the Valve Steam Deck with Nintendo particularly targeting Nintendo Switch emulation. Not a surprise. Nintendo will take you down if you breathe the word Nintendo out of context. They'll be at your door, knocking on the door and probably take you away. Um, However, this is probably understandable. I would say that they're targeting these videos. Would you you like my reaction? My reaction is this. What? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's my reaction. I mean, it's it's a Nintendo. That's inevitable. I mean, I'm kind of impressed that people have got these things, these emulators on their running. I mean, whoever makes these emulators, that that's a whole other... No, I'm not going to go down there. That That's a whole other conversation about who, who, who has the, yes, the time and inclination to make these emulators. Very, very smart people. Uh, and then, yes, it's not a big surprise that Nintendo gets very unhappy when people show them running on other hardware, particularly hardware that is very reminiscent of a Switch, but may kick its ass technically. Technically, but, you know we don't see this as many users with a steam deck you know so then there's reasons for that so yeah yeah it's not been out long enough i think there's other reasons too it's never <laughs> ever going to get close to the switch sorry to say persona 4 arena ultimax will be 13.4 gig on nintendo switch i don't even want to talk about it because it's not persona 4 uh golden or persona 
Five. I mean, I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's a great game, and it's a nice world to be in. It's quite a heavy download, though. That's a, that's a lot of gig. It's a well. Is it? It is for a switch really? game. I mean, for a switch game. I mean, okay, you've got The Witcher, which I think they squeezed onto was a sixty-four gig cartridge. I think was the number they got onto. So when you compare something like The Witcher and its sprawling game with Persona Four Ultimax, which should be a far more restricted game, it's less impressive but to be honest 13.4 gig for a full game these days actually I, I'm not really going to bat an eye at that personally it's games are big yeah slop, sloppily coded this will not have been well coded yeah. it'll just be coded to run yeah I mean certainly compared to some of the games and some of the other systems it's not particularly much but uh, for a Switch it's yeah just make sure you've got enough storage space is all I would say because um, you don't get a lot with the Switch even with the newer ones the House of the Dead remake has a trailer and a release date of the 7th of April 2022 now I am definitely interested in the House of the Dead uh, remake because the original is a lot of fun I just what do you think what do you think of the trailer I've not watched it in all honesty because I went House of the Dead, I'm going to be scared. But am I not really thinking from memories of my childhood? House of the Dead, was that all the arcade game with the yeah. blaster gun? Mm-hmm. How are we going to translate that to the Switch? I mean, the Switch does have an infrared sensor and it's got many, many motion controllers. Are we finally going to get like a pretend light gun to go with this? Because that would be awesome. I'll be honest, I haven't researched it, but I have a feeling that that's what I would do. It would make sense because they've got the technology in the... If you think about the the way they've implement, implemented the new Wii Sports games, um, they're using, they're really making use of the Joy-Cons capabilities. So it would make absolute sense if the Joy-Cons became like the the light gun in the in the arcades. I mean, I had a, I've said this before on the show, but I had a light gun, gun on my ZX Spectrum in Christmas 1989, and that worked. So, you know, Duck Hunt was a thing uh, in the late 80s. So if we can do that then, I'm pretty sure we can figure out a way to do it for House of the Dead. But... I'm not sure how they're going to do it. With a controller, it just kind of feels a bit meh. But with a light gun, well, then we're talking. So, I don't know. I'm assuming you're you're currently scouring to see if we have any update on what they're doing with it. I am qu- quickly scouring the interwebs, all the various usual gaming websites, to see if any of them say, yes, it will use it. They're all saying it's updating the light gun game. Ooh. But I've yet to find any words that say it will use a light gun. Ah, that's gotta be, be. That would be awesome. If it does that, I'll be interested. I, I suspect they've probably not put it in the press release yet as to whether it's going to do it or not. I mean, it's supposedly releasing in April, so it's not far away. Seventh of no. April is the release date for it. Less than a month to go. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire has been cancelled for the Nintendo Switch which is a bit of a shame it's never good to see any game uh, not make it when it's been announced maybe just numbers sales perhaps I'm guessing it'll be something like that I mean it it wasn't exactly a huge smash success I don't think anyone was sort of clamouring for it so maybe they just decided they had better things to spend their time and money on yeah I don't know yeah, well, it's a shame, though. Next up, the Nintendo Switch Online app version 2.0.0 has a new design and the ability to see what friends are online. Again, too little, too late. We we should have been day one. In fact, we should have we should have all these things integrated into the Switch, along with voice chat, along with all the stuff that they try to make the app do. Just do it within the Switch. I know there are some safety concerns, but there are ways to do it, Nintendo. You're just lazy. That's my thoughts, Al. I mean, I saw this and I went, I really don't care. In fact, in all honesty, I went, well, we, we have an app. I'd forgotten all about it. I think I downloaded the app, like in the early days, back in 2017. And then I probably deleted it going, I never use this. What is the point of this? This is an entirely just useless waste of space on my phone. And I got rid of it. And I still have no intention of downloading it because the app 
doesn't really let you do anything. The whole purpose of it in the first place was to let you talk to other gamers while you're playing. But frankly, I only play with my friends and that's what my phone is for. I can call them or I can WhatsApp group call. I can do, There's many ways to have these conversations. I'm not needing to use Nintendo's ridiculous, stupid app to speak to people. And okay, I can now track what my missions and awards are. Woo! And they made it look a bit prettier. Woo! I don't care. My Switch tells me who's online. I don't need an app to tell me who's online. <sighs> okay, now I'm going to ask you again. This time, can you stop sitting on the fence and give us your true opinion, please, Al? Because that was I'm, uh, I'm far really not sure how I feel about it, Mike. Uh, next up, TT Games have announced the post-launch character pack DLC for LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. The pack includes classic Obi-Wan Kenobi, Trooper Pack, The Mandalorian Season 1, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and The Mandalorian Season 2, The Bad Batch. This is going to be like the Star Wars-iest of Star Wars games in the LEGO-iest of forms. <laughs> it is, but has it raised any red flags for you? Because it's raised a red flag for me. Um, No. Go on. Wait, the red flag is literally me. that there, there's a whole chart, presumably paid DLC where they're going to keep drip feeding characters into the game, which I'm really hoping don't have unique abilities. None of the characters there look like they should be unique. It shouldn't be anything that's going to worry me. I, I'm hoping it is literally just that you can spend a bit of money if you want to to get these characters for a bit of fun. But it's the first Star Wars game that I can, sorry, it's the first Lego game that I can think of that's had paid DLC to get extra characters in. Everything yeah. else has always been unlockable by just playing the game. I'm a bit worried about this. Yeah, I'm, yeah, absolutely. I think it is a concern that we're going down a, a a horrible path. But surely, at this stage, they know the problems with that. Again, like you, I don't have a problem with paying for characters if you want to unlock extra characters that don't necessarily do anything. But it's aesthetically, it's a, a change. But if you if you're missing out when you buy a game. Um, and you have to then spend more money to get something that you couldn't get in the game anyway. That's a problem. So, yeah, fingers crossed they don't do that. I've, I'm, I'm staying positive at this stage. But yeah, it's a slight concern, I must admit. Um, but wouldn't it be good if they don't do it though? Wouldn't it be great if we're talking about this in really positive terms? Because you know, Star Wars. I'm still hopeful. Like I, I hope it's going to be a good game. We have, we have so much. I think it will be. I think it will be. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my. You're being positive. You're sending yeah. positive vibes out there. It'll Definitely. be good. Manifest. Okay, it is time for this week's rumours. Now, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... So really just the one this week, and it's that uh, VGC have shared that 2K Games is publishing a lineup of Lego sports games with Sumo Digital, producing a football uh, title for 2023. I love the fact that Anton put football slash soccer. I'm like, I'm never reading soccer. I'm always going to say football. <laughs> for 2023, alongside the World Cup and visual concepts, is developing an open world racer. Apparently these games would leverage LEGO's wide collection of IPs. The interesting thing, of course, being that the World Cup is not in 2023, it is this year. It's just that it's in November this year for the first time ever because it's in the other side of the world. So normally it's in the summer and this is the first time we've had it at a different time of year. Oh, for goodness sake. You're the only person that doesn't care, Al. Well, you and Anton, maybe. So 2023, um, so it'll be coming out just after. This is good, though, because 2K are, in my opinion the best sports games makers as a whole. Now, in terms of football games, yeah, okay, I would say they're not there with soccer. I can't think of any many modern 2K football games. I don't think there's any, but certainly in terms of like ice hockey and, and the other stuff they do with American football and any other sports games, they're very, very good traditionally. So I'm excited by this. This could be really, really good. And I really hope... 
Um, the Lego side of it is fun. That would be such a fun game. Lego sports games could be great. And if it's 2K, I think it's going to be really good. What I, what I don't want is, uh, like we talked about DLC a minute ago, I don't want a cash grab Lego sports game that is just a bit kind of like, you know, Lego Worlds sports. I don't want that. I want a proper sports game with Lego characters. And 2K are the team to do it. So I, I've got high hopes for this. Yeah, I, I'm not going to grumble or complain about this. Actually, I think that would be quite cool. <clears throat> As you say, 2K have a fantastic pedigree of doing really good sports sims. And if they add in Lego IP and get the, uh, the you know, the, the fun and humour that comes along with all Lego games crammed in. I mean, I'm kind of thinking like Mario Soccer's type idea where it's just silly and fun, but is actually quite a good sports game at the same time. This could be a hit because we all have a soft spot for the Lego games even though they are all, I think, without exception, flawed in some way or another, they're still just good, fun games generally, and if they can pull this off, that would be great. I'm obviously very interested in their open-world racer, and that concept has kind of been tested in the fact that you could drive around Lego cars in a Lego world within Forza Horizon 4 on the Xbox. So they kind of already have a model in which to build from that, so that could be a really cool little game. I, I would be quite excited about that, but in all honesty, I'd be quite excited about the sports, other sports games too. Fascinating to see what else they could branch it into out other than just soccer. They have a heap of possibility. Yeah, I, it's it's a great idea. The open world racer side as well. Yeah, I just there's so much that could be done. And I think we're going to see a new era for the Lego games. I really hope it's a good one. I hope it's not a cash grab one, but they've done historically really well. So I think I think we're going to be good. I just I just hope we are. I hope we are. I just you know I, I like you. I, I don't know. It's just you've worried me more than anything. It's more it's more you saying it than actually seeing it written down that's worried me. Now I'm going, oh, God, oh I was wrong. No, these will be good. This hasn't got EA anywhere near it. It'll be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, fingers No crossed. EA, no TT. It's fine. Right. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much again for everyone's support. We really appreciate it. Remember, we are on Twitter at uh, NSUK Podcast. And uh, we're not going to do a quiz this week because, well, it's just me. So... Uh, is there anything you want to add before we finish up, Al? Uh, no, I mean, I, I would be tempted to give you a point just because you, I could give you the quiz and you would just win it by default, but somehow it seems a little bit unfair. So uh, all I will say is feel free to drop us any messages you like, podcast at nsukp.co.uk. As we mentioned at the top of the show, go and check out YouTube. There are many wonderful reviews there and there are new ones landing all the time. Um, and I think that's probably about it from me. Uh, is there anything else you want to say, Mike, or shall we just sign off? No, I'm good. Uh, just a huge thanks once again. And um, remember to check us out on all the socials. And if you want to come and join our, our Patreon, then please do nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us. That is it. Goodbye. Cheerio and au revoir.